The Buyback Podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. The Buyback. We're here with the buyback at Blackbirds. My name is John. I'm Alex. And we're here today with Omar. Uh, hey, Omar. How's it going, guys? Thank you guys for having me. Uh, very well. So, um, thank you for being here. So, before we actually get into the questions, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what the bar is like? Tell us about Blackbirds and Well, I'm uh, born and raised in Astoria, and uh, I've been working at bars for 10 years now. I worked first in the city, and I really liked it, and then I I, uh, ended up right up the block from where I used to live uh, at Blackbirds. And it's a very neighborhood bar, it's pretty chill. Um, We have uh, all different types of of, uh, specials there. It's it's very neighborhood-like, and it feels like a family-like. And uh, the owner really likes to watch sports, so whenever sports are on, it's kind of a good place to come and watch. And also, the wings are best in the store, and we still have that reputation, so it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty chill spot. When's wing night? Wing night is uh, Wednesdays, but now we have uh, special wings on Thursday, even though they're not as, uh, on special like uh, Wednesday. But we do have uh, very special wing flavors, and they're pretty, pretty good. We're still working on them. We will add new flavors uh, in the coming season, so definitely, guys, come check it out. So, what's your biggest customer pet peeve? Oh, I was actually having this conversation with um, with my uh, co-workers this weekend. It's just when customers ask for things. Like, example, um, you know, um, meaning in the way of, like, things that you know are there. It's kind of like going to a car dealer and asking if you guys sell cars. Customers sometimes they ask if we have napkins, if we have a spoon, hey, do you guys have water? You know, it's like common sense things. I'm like, of course we have. So that I means pretty much one of my biggest customer pet peeves is that, you know, it's just like <laughs> asking those kind of things. I'm like, I just seriously, I want to be sassy and tell them no, but I just literally can't because obviously I'm a professional worker. But it's just like, do you guys have napkins? Or can I have a spoon? Or no, do you guys have a spoon? Or actually, do you guys have water? Do you guys have napkins? Do you ever say no? <laughs> I, I, trust me, there's, there was one time this weekend where I was like, no, we don't actually, we don't have water here. But there's a corner deli right across the street, we don't want to Yeah, go buy a bottle. That's it. It saves time to just say, can I have water rather than, I mean, there's, I mean, I, I'm very respected because I pretty, pretty, you know, sometimes tourists do ask that and I'm pretty sure that every, you know, around the world, things are a lot different than you are here, but. It's just like those comments, those questions. Do you guys have napkins? Do you guys have spoons? Do you guys have water? For like a neighborhood bar, do you get a lot of Um, every now and then we do. I mean, not a lot because where we are located, it's you know right off 30th Avenue, so the most popular section is pretty much here. So we every now and then we do, but for the most part, we just get like regulars and people that live like in like the uh, close by neighborhood. Uh yeah, actually yeah, we actually do get people, um, you know, it's just like a customer spread out. So we do get uh, we do get like a lot of people come you know, come in and ask for our wings. And uh, mostly like the Thursday nights have been more of like a thing now because people, you know, it's just spread out. People take pictures on social media and they post it and and people come by and even customers just ask like, Hey, you know, I saw that like, you guys have these wings, are these available today and stuff like that so you know, we lay them out the details of when they're available, and uh, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, it's like a word-to-word kind of thing, which is kind of cool. 
what's uh, so the special flavors I just gotta know? Like, what's your favorite special flavor? The special flavor I would have to go with the booty. It's like this, like sriracha cilantro one. It's it's amazing, man. I gotta say, it's really really amazing. It's spicy. It has everything you want in a wing. It's spicy. It's flavorful. It's sweet. And one of them was uh, jelly, right? Yeah. That's, that's an interesting choice. Uh, yeah, they're not. It's just. I mean, for my personal choice, it's really weird because I never would eat chicken with peanut butter, yeah, but yeah. people don't seem to order them and they actually, when I pick up the place, they actually feel the whole thing, so huh? it's definitely a catch in there, so. I like the, uh, the ones I have, I really like. There was a spicy Jamaican jerk one, right? Oh, jerk. The Caribbean jerk. That one was good, and I liked the, the upside down wings. The stranger. The stranger wings, right? Because it's, it's like a like complete flip off. Like it's a, wings yeah, tossed yeah. blue cheese dipped in hot yeah, it's a it's a it's a complete flip off, yeah. and uh, yeah, those are also one of our biggest hits. Yeah, our I biggest still hits. Class, the classic Blackbird buffalo wings. Those I think are my favorite. I know like all the flavors and everything are cool, but <laughs> just, 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 we're just talking about the wings the entire episode. No, we'll talk about it. <laughs> the wings are good. They're definitely worth the conversation. Joe, can I go it's on me. I'll do it. No, 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 he doesn't get the paper. <laughs> um, cool, awesome. Um, so Omar, you are a barback, right? Yep. And you've been working at Blackbirds for ten years, or just uh, just about six years. Six years, okay. So this is a question we don't normally ask uh, because you're the first barback we've spoken to, which is so cool. Um, so my question for you is, uh, what is like something that you wish that bartenders knew. Like what annoys you that bartenders do or something you wish bartenders just um, could get it right? Um, well, it's a very tricky question to answer is because every bar is different. So, you know, uh, I'm used to working at high, high capacity bars. So that's been my whole thing for 10 years. Um, the, only, the only thing I could say, um, I've worked here at the Wolfhound and I've worked at um, other bars um, but Blackbirds and, and Croxley Ells, which is my old spot, they used to be very high-end uh, high capacity places. So it's just, the only thing I tell the bartenders well, that I told the bartenders was just simply let me do my job. Because once I work, I'm in like sixth, seventh gear. I push it. So as long as they just let me do things like clean plates and just run around like a little mouse technically, <laughs> um, that's pretty much it, you know. But for the most part, every bar that I've worked at, bartenders are pretty much their they're just doing their whole the whole thing. I do my thing, but it's pretty much the one thing that I've ever I've, that I've ever really thought about. Sleep bartenders, you know, just let me do my own thing. Yeah. Because you know, when it's busy, I'm running around like a maniac. You know, just to get by. You know, also you know, it makes time go. But also, I like to. It's just how I've learned the bar industry, just working very very high paced. So that's pretty much it. Like you know, there was one bartender though that worked at Blackbirds that I, she kind of we crossed paths a little bit, and I was like, hey, you know what? This is how I work. It's busy. You do your thing. I do my thing. I know what to do here. And that was pretty much the end of the conversation. So basically, just stay out of your way. Just pretty much yeah. stay out of my lane. <laughs> yeah, because you know, because I, I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing for yeah, you, and yeah. you know, you have and, to. Yeah, if you don't do it like your side, then the bar just doesn't function, right? Like cakes don't change, glasses yeah. don't get replaced, and then the bartenders are fucked. So they gotta let you do your thing. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. What about like, the bartender asking you Oh, oh, always, you know, um, I'm always down for you know, to, to help out because at the end of the day, that, that does consist of my job. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, I've never minded 
You know, working at Blackbirds, it's a it's a it's a small bar, but also the work there is it's heavy. Uh, everyone there does more than two jobs, so you know that's kind of pushed me to another gear. As apart from working in the city, which was uh, more of a, a a sports bar, but there was always two workers or more than one worker there. But at Blackbirds, it's uh, it's more than one job, so it's very very high high paced. So, what is your most memorable story from working in bars? Oof. Those are, uh, they're personal, but not like I have to keep it in secret personal. Yeah. It's more, it, it actually more involves workers. Okay. Uh, there was one time many years ago where uh, the owner where I work at Blackbirds, he kicked the guy out of the kitchen. You know, just sometimes workers, they decide to invite their family. And, they, you know, they invite them inside not knowing what their owner could be like. And the owner kicking that guy out of the kitchen was probably one of my favorite ones. Um, also, one of my most favorable moments I worked in a bar. I gotta know more about this. So, the guy invited his family into the restaurant. Yeah, so uh, what happened was, may his soul rest in peace, we had a cook there named Isaac, and he invited his uncle, who went by the nickname Chucky, which is what they call me also in the kitchen, Chucky. And his, his uncle was higher, drunk as, drunk as hell. And he invites him in the kitchen, not knowing what could potentially lead to, because, you know, the, the owner of of Blackbirds, he's very like, you know, if I don't know you, like, get the fuck out. So he's in the kitchen drinking and eating until the owner walks in, and then the whole conversation was, <laughs> he saw him eating a burger and drinking in the kitchen. So who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of that kitchen. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those moments. But also, uh, when the Giants won the Super Bowl 2012, was one of my favorite shifts at, uh, that I've ever worked, because I, where I used to work Croxdale's, the bar was, ecstat was ecstatic. Like, literally, the Giants were, they were, they beat the Patriots, which is one of the biggest games, and that's probably one of my favorite moments too. Yeah, that's it. But there is many, many, many different moments that they don't come to mind, but uh, at the moment, but uh, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. I like that. Just kicking. Did the cook get to stay in the kitchen, or did the cook get kicked out too? Uh, no, he actually, <laughs> he actually was pissed about the shift, but uh, it's one of my favorite moments to tell yeah, because yeah. It, it's just like. It's one of those moments where, like, you're, you know what's gonna happen, or it just happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew it too, and like, also co-workers yeah. were like, "We don't want to say anything because we don't want to be disrespectful." But yeah. you just watched it unfold. You just watched it unfold. There we go. All right. Um, so you started talking about Crossways too. You mentioned you've been in the bar industry for ten years. Uh, what's What's the path you took? Oh, was it first round? Was it bars? Um, well, when I was uh, 18 years old, uh, I didn't know where. I didn't know what to do with my life, so uh, I was a cashier at a, at a supermarket, uh, at a uh, supermarket, and I worked there. You know, like I said, you know, I, one of my biggest flaws is I get comfortable too quick. So it wasn't working out for me anymore, and I just quit. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have a job, and I ran into a customer, and he's like, and she was like, "Well, I haven't seen you there for so long." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I quit. You know, I'm looking for work." And she's like, "Well, give me your number. If I know anything, then I'll let you know." And Next thing you know, the following day, I do get a phone call, and uh, I ended up across the aisles. They're like, hey, look, they, they, they uh, need a bar back. It's good money. So I was doing laundry at the time, too, and I got in, put, a, put on a black shirt, black jeans, and black shoes, and I went over there, and then the rest is history. Uh, so where's Crossley's? Uh, it used to be on Avenue B, 2nd Avenue, um, between 2nd and 3rd. It's closed now. It closed down in, in uh, 2016, um, but that was, it was a really chill spot. We had 10 same wing nights, and uh, that's where I learned the whole game, and it was fun, you know, like the moments there will always be cherished. Um, and actually, I still, I still do keep in contact with some of the workers there, which is pretty cool. 
but that's where I learned everything, and that's where it's, that's where it all started. And then from proxies, you went straight to Blackbirds. Yeah, I mean, um, well, what happened with Blackbirds was that I already knew who the owners were because I met them when I was working at, at the uh, supermarket right down the block, and um, and you know I, I went through, when I turned twenty one, obviously went through to enjoy beers. Uh, Coxdale's was kind of on the downline just because they opened a new spot in, uh, in Brooklyn, so I cut half of our business. Also, I was getting kind of tired of like, train, you know, riding like the train at four o'clock in the morning. You know, I was getting, getting kind of tired of that, and I saw a lot, of, a lot of things in that subway. Yeah. Uh, so I was getting kind of tired of that, and they were hiring. I, I was told that they were hiring, so I'm like, you know, let me just give it a try. It's right up the block. You know, I don't have to travel anymore. And then, you know, the owner already knew who I was, knew my experience, and then just, and then the rest became history. Okay. And that's where I also met John. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I did yeah. have a, a one year, maybe eight month stay at Blackbirds working as a barback. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. He, he was one of the first people that I met as a barback. Yeah. John. Really? Yeah. You trained me, I feel. Oh, no, Pat trained me. Pat trained you. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Pat actually. Shout out to what is his DJ name? Shout out to DJ uh, Lieutenant Hetrick. Lieutenant Hetrick, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen him perform many, many times. Yeah. It's uh, quite different than when you meet him, but he definitely does put on a show, and I'm really happy this for him. was the nicest guy, and he was so sweet to everyone. I was like, this is all bad. Like, there's, there's something going on. And then he walked into the bar and he was all his head. And he's like, what's wrong? He goes, oh, last night I had played a gig. He's a rapper. He goes. Played a gig and I just beat the shit out of myself with the microphone, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, he's it's, it's uh, he he does his like underground rock uh, rock like rap kind of thing, so he uh, it's very intense, and yeah, so he was showing bruises. Hey, I was punching myself in the face. It's just part of the theme song. I was like, "Oh, nice, okay." So when I saw him perform, it's, it's actually really a thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for bartenders. Uh, we asked what is their grossest uh, story or what's the grossest thing they've seen. But I feel like barbacks always get the oh, worst man. of these it's things. A, it's an amazing question so, to ask because Saturday, yeah. Saturday was pretty much it. <laughs> there we have this um, this group of regulars came in and uh, one, of the, one of their crew members had just had a breakup. And obviously, you know, you need a few drinks to kind of numb the pain, I get it. So they're having shots, they're having beers, but I kind of, when they came in, they were, they, they already had a night. They came in to eat wings and stuff like that. So you know, I'm like, you know, whatever, you know, they're, they're, they're keeping them company, so I get it. So the kid goes into the girl's bathroom and throws up. But this is the biggest throw up I've ever seen in my entire, it took me literally about 20 minutes to clean it up because he spread it out. Um, so he missed the toilet. He missed the toilet. Yeah. He, he, he missed his point, but literally, and I kind of, they went into the men's bathroom and I'm like, it smells like vomit here. But I'm like, but they because they're also in, you know, they also work at, uh, at bars. So I'm like, oh, they're probably considered, they probably clean up after themselves even though it smells. But the smell still stayed and then a woman goes into the, uh, the woman's bathroom and she's like, oh my God. Hey, I hate to bother you this, but you, there's something in the woman's bathroom you might want to clean up. Something. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, what is it? I'm like, I probably someone missed the spot or whatever. But I go in there and it's a shit show, literally a shit show of vomit. And I put on double mask, double gloves. I grab the roll of paper towels. I mean, people have taken taken shits and missed the damn toilet, but this, I think that the vomit really tops it. And I was, I had to do it. You know, it was it was just pretty much no choice. But yeah, you know, it's it's just and it ends up being those. 
cleaning up the vomit. Yeah. You know, they didn't know their limit. They had a, they had a few shots. The stomach is upset, now they gotta let it out. You know what? Shout out to you, shout out to Barbacks everywhere, because it always, it's not at the job description, but it always falls to you guys. No, but also one of my favorite ones was this lady. It, it happened around last year. She went to go use the bathroom and she clogged it. So she didn't know what to do, but she had to walk out and she kept flushing the toilet. So we saw all the shit bits on the floor. And of course, they tell me, hey, you know, you might want to go check the women's bathroom really quick for a hot sack. I knew. I'm <laughs> so it's kind of those events. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And I had to like wrap my hands in like plastic bags, you know, it's just, that's just, that's what it does it's to me. the nature of the job. <laughs> and obviously I can't say, you know what, fuck it. You know, have the bartender clean it. No, because yeah. they're going to, they're going to politely ask me. And I mean politely ask me. Uh, that's those are oh god I, I it literally happened to Saturday too it was and it was chunks chunks and I'm like you know I'm like fuck but luckily one customer really felt bad and shout out to Crystal and her uh, boyfriend wherever you are the guy tipped me forty bucks just because he felt bad for me and I'm like you know what if he's gonna tip that much you're more than welcome to throw it whenever you want <laughs> you're gonna tip that much you're more than welcome to throw it whenever you want but yeah it's it's just mostly those stories and it's just like fuck. Hey Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately it's time for a good old-fashioned bathroom break, so we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. And we are back! What's your dream bar? You can be a bar that you make up on the spot right now, like, um, or it could be somewhere you work um, I've always, well, you know, I, I've always kind of admired uh, Caribbean theme bars. Like, I don't know if down the line I'll open, I will open up my own bar. Uh, I've done, um, I've done a business plan for it in the future in case if I do pull that trigger. I've always wanted to have a fish tank in the middle of the bar. I just feel like it's so relaxing, and I feel like it, it just self promotes the bar. And one of the things that I tell people, I'm like, you might not go into the bar, but if you walk by, you see you're gonna tell your friend about it, and friends are gonna come in. Yeah. So I've always wanted to kind of work in a place like that. I just think it's peaceful. I'm also very good with fish tanks and stuff like that. So would the so would the fish tank be like under the bar, like literally like running the bar? Let's see, at the bar and the fish tank underneath it. Uh, I would have it pretty much on top. On the top. So like people, behind, yeah. Behind the bar. Yeah, behind yeah, the bar. Yeah, okay. That's, it's probably so safer. I'd, I mean, <laughs> if I had to pick a like a dream bar, that's pretty much what I would worry about. It's so safe, relaxing. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm really huge into exotic cars. So um, you know how they do like those little like diners that like, have like uh, they have like little uh, tables with like you know vintage car yeah, sets. Yeah, I would probably have one with like exotic cars, like uh, Ferrari, McLaren, Lamborghini. Uh, yeah. I, I just think it'd be really unique. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, I really have. Yeah, I've always thought about it. I mean, I yeah. think this is pretty much my dream places to work I at. Love I love the aquarium. Yeah, yeah, yeah the aquarium bar. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you, somebody who would do that might uh, like do like themed drinks like and stuff like that, like Caribbean themed drinks or whatever. Yeah, definitely. But if you just, had that, but like, it'd be like a tiki bar slash aquarium, but like also just like a chill vibe. Yeah. 
and watch like, oh, my fire picture is watching watch fish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I was, you know, and, you know, and like I said, I don't know if down the line will ever pull that cherry, but if I was to open up my own bar, it will definitely be for, for a fish tank. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just feel like it's peaceful. People yeah. come in, you can relax. And then once like the, you know, once like nighttime hits, we will lower the lights and you can see the whole corner. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just, it's just yeah. peaceful, you know, something, you know, something unique, something different. And, yeah. I, and that's not a place like that in, in a story. I, mean, yeah. I can't think of a restaurant. There's a few in the city. Yeah. A few in the city. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great idea. But that would pretty much be my, my dream. And like I said, if, if not work, I'll probably open up, open up my own place and that'll pretty much be one of the things you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in New York City or the world or wherever you want, what's your favorite bar or bars to visit on your time off? Um, besides Blackbirds, uh, I do like to walk down the 30th Army Strip. I like to come to the Wolfhound. I like to go to the Keys. I like to go to the Irish Rover, Oliver, Spots, Margaritas. Uh, pretty much it's just visiting all my local neighborhood spots. And, uh, you know, showing support because some of them do come to the bar and, you know, we, you know, they come, eat wings, eat food, and then, you know, they let me know when they work. And, I, you know, on my days off, I go and I visit them. So, you know, it's kind of like a nice, uh, simple, you know, uh, uh, routine. So I don't have a specific, like a specific um, favorite place. I just have many. But I try to support as many local businesses in like the neighborhood. But some of my go-to spots are definitely the Wolfhound, Keys, Irish Rover, Las Margaritas, Blackbirds. Yeah, and then we're driving around, you know, 30th Avenue Strip. You know, because I, you know, it being so close and so nearby that everyone knows each other. So, you know, they see in the streets, and, you know, I come to the Wolfhound, they know who I am, go to the Wolf, they know who I am, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's you know, and, like, it's kind of cool that you have a, a family out, outside of the family. So. Yeah. I mean, I wish that I bartended just because, you know, I can, you know, take care of more people. You know, because a bar back, I'm, you know, I can only do so much, but, but it's kind of nice that when I show up to bars, you know, they just know who you are, hey, what's going on, how was your shift. You know how the night was. So. Have you ever asked or wanted to step up to bartender? Um, I do. I, I mean, I've been wanting to. I just, uh, you know, where I currently work, Blackbirds. You know, I haven't really sat down and had a conversation with them. But you know, uh, it's, it's if I'm gonna stay in industry for another ten years, it's definitely bartending. And like I always tell people, you know, I don't deserve anything in life, but I've earned the title shot to bartend. So. Whichever place that I find that gives me an opportunity, I'm not sure we'll have enough backwards just because the system there is very, very different than it is at other bars. But if I do find a place that gives me an opportunity in the title shot, I will definitely take it. So, what's your favorite drink? If you're drinking, either to make for a customer, or to drink, or to make for a friend, what is your go-to? Like, what, what do you like? If you're going out, what is, what is it? Well, I'm more of a vodka cranberry kind of guy. Okay. But I do like uh, mojitos. And uh, when it comes to beer, pumpkin, obviously, when it's seasonal. And I, as I'm actually having one right now. Um, but, you know, it just depends on the vibe. But really, like, there's some crazy cocktails out there that I've seen that has, like, three different kind of liquors. But definitely, like, my go-to drink is definitely... You know, vodka cranberry or you know, mojito, but but I've seen some people drink some crazy drinks. Definitely high-end martinis and frozen drinks has become a new thing now. So if I'm working here, you know, they will ask for that. You know, they will ask for that, and we will definitely have it. So. I love mojito, but I swear to God, I'm working until there's mojito, and then 
then someone else sees it, it's like a mojito way. Yeah. But people are just like, oh, I'll take one of those too. That looks good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's like it's you know it's like one of the things. Like the purity of the drink, the more you sell it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, my go-to things are just you know I'm a very simple guy, but when it comes to customers, I try to promote cocktails. Actually, you did. You kind of mentioned this. Since yeah. you're not a bartender, right? you can't really hook it up to bartender. It was a phone. I don't know why. So, what does it take for someone to buy for you to buy something to get a bartender? Um, a buyback, if you will. Uh, uh, it's just. I, it just happens in the mood. Like if you, uh, you know, sometimes I, I, I will actually admit this that sometimes when someone gives you something, you're kind of like, oh, but the next one's on me. You're kind of convinced to buy the next drink. But I think I think it just happens in like the mood, you know. Uh, mostly buybacks do happen when I'm off work, you know, because if customers are there and the regulars, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll buy around for the house or things like that. But I think for the most part, buybacks are done after, you know, if you're a regular there after the fourth drink is what normally happens. But I just think if it's just one of the things like. Outside of that, it's just in like the mood. Actually, you guys have to move. Pay it forward. Yeah. You talk about the pay it forward wall. Yeah, actually, um, it was something that was seen, and um, the owner's nephew saw it at a bar. I forgot what, what. There was some state he was in, and he saw it. So he sent a picture, and uh, one, and the owner of Blackers is all about, you know all about giving back and stuff like that. So. Um, she decided to put it up and it's become actually a really huge hit. And I've seen some things on there that are crazy, awkward, silly, fun, loving. So what is it? Like, describe it, tell us what it is. So pretty much uh, someone's sitting at the bar, they will see the wall, and it's a pay it forward wall. It's nicely right in the middle, so as you know, people can see. And uh, you do an act for whatever it is. You can either buy a tab or buy food or buy drink for someone that, that you want to give it out to, whether it be a friend or family member, or, and the caption can always be very silly. For the next guy who owns a Ferrari, or for the next guy that does not vomit at the toilet, you know, it's it's fun. And uh, it, people, it's become a, like a really huge hit. So it's like kind of like giving back and you know, paying you know paying it forward. You know, firefighters, police guys, we, we, we see it all on there. I've seen it for like veterans. I've seen it for teachers. Yeah, I, I could be like uh, like, a, uh, like a shot for a bar back from a bar back. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, John actually put the put one up, uh, put one on there for me. Oh yeah. Long ago. yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> I see that the truth comes out. Yeah, I, I see. see. But um, <laughs> Omar was doing the deliveries too, right? Yeah. So he would always bring me because I tried to order from local places, like you said. And I would order And Omar would always come and deliver my food, and I would always run downstairs with my money. We had a shot. We had a shot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, it was never missed. It was never missed, and I really, really appreciate it for John for. Uh, it was like winter, the pandemic. You wanted a shot? Yeah, just throwing me off. So all I see was John running downstairs. He had his his two shot glasses on. Like, oh, it's gonna be that kind of day. Hell yeah. And uh, he, it was his birthday not too long ago, and uh, I was like, you know, I was there at the bar, and I'm like, hey, you know, for the birthday boy, next one's on me. And I show up the following day, and it's a pay for it from him to me, and I was like, oh, John. I think that wall is such a cool Yeah, it's a great idea. However, though, we do have restrictions. There's some things we would not put on that wall. Like this past weekend, uh, someone came in and, be like, and was like, we'll put a $20 tab to the next guy who's not vaccinated, uh, uh, um, unvaccinated. And we quickly, we quickly shut it down. We're like, look, listen, it's a very sensitive subject. We're not gonna put that on there. You know, everyone has a very different perspective on that. It's a very difficult conversation to have. So we're not gonna 
something we, we just have to review and not before. Yeah. So we do have restrictions when it comes to that wall. What about, uh, do you guys still do the dice game over there? Um, we haven't done it since the pandemic. Um, we try to get back into it, but just due to the circumstances, uh, we just hadn't really got around to it. But last time, there was two winners, actually. Before the, the pandemic, there was two winners. And uh, it wasn't a lot, but a victory is a victory. Yeah. And so it's a very difficult game to win, but uh, no, we haven't really even thought about it since you actually asked. So what is it? It's basically like a one Yahtzee, a whole bike Yahtzee, you get one Yahtzee, and then you, if you get four in a row, you get free drink, and if you get five in a row, you get Yep, correct. Yep. So I was living with a bartender who worked at Black Lives Matter. And he won. He won, yeah. And he paid for his rent for three months for like $2,700. Actually, it was uh, $4,500. <laughs> no, he, he, if, I, if, I, if I do remember correctly, yeah, he was one of the winners, and I think the, the pot was right, right up by $4,500, and uh, he, he won it. Because what, $2 a roll? $2 for two rolls. Simple, it's easy, you, but there was, there was, I remember one of the highest pots we had was like around six grand, and uh, a guy, he was kind of a douche. He wanted to play the game. So he literally got all five, except that one of the dice was out of the bar range, where we normally have a range. And he, he had literally five of a kind, but that one dice literally was rolled out. And he got pissed. He threw a flip, but we're like, hey man, these are the rules of the game. No, but I got all five. And I'm like, yeah, but the dice is literally out of the range where we require it. And he threw, he, he threw a fit, he didn't tip, but whatever. You win till you lose them. Yeah. 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 So this is a brand new question. First time we're asking it. Uh, so, have you? So, it's kind of like a two question. Yeah. Who is there? Anybody that comes to mind that you've served at the bar that was like really cool, like a celebrity, or just like somebody who's awesome, or just like who's um, like your favorite regular, or shout out to a regular? I mean, uh, I have a bunch, but just to answer the celebrity part, at Blackbirds, I've never seen any celebrities. However, the Croxleyos, where I used to work, I did. I saw Scarlett Johansson, and at first, she was standing at the bar, and, you know, I was. it was a really crazy shift. It was, one of, it was like maybe 2013, I would say, and I noticed her immediately, because she's just so stunning and so beautiful. And I'm like, is this, and I'm like, is this, is this, is this, is this Scarlett Johansson? I'm like, but what should be doing in the bar for people, regular people? Not, 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 not that it's any different, right, of her range, but like, it's just not very, not something you see every day. So I go to the hostess and I'm like, is it me or is it Scarlett Johansson sitting at the bar? And she's like, yeah, Scarlett Johansson, but keep it on the down low. And I'm like, holy shit. So she's around my height. I figure she'd be a little bigger. And I'm like, holy shit, this woman is stunning, not only in camera, but she's fucking beautiful in person. Holy shit. And I wanted to hug her. I didn't say anything. When she went to go to the bathroom, obviously we have a line to go to the bathroom. Customers were like, hey, how's it going? Oh, she was pretty blunt with her questions. You know, she was just straight to the, just straight to the forward. Oh, I'm doing okay. You know, hopefully things are going well with you. She didn't really seem to talk. She really wanted And I'm like, holy shit, this woman is really beautiful. And I served her table too. And I should have kept the glass with you, but she drank it because she actually handed it to me. I didn't keep it. Like more, but. No, but literally like, you know, but other than that, a lot of a lot of great people show up to the bars and that's one of the things that makes the bar business so unique and so cool that like you know who's gonna show up and you know you know that okay well he's gonna come or oh, he's there so it's kind of one of those things that makes you stay in the bar industry is the, 
customer-wise. Yeah. You know, just people that, you know, they're, they just make you feel like home. Yeah. You know, they come in there, they say hi, they support. You know, they're there, they have fun. You know, so it kind of it makes you feel like home. And, and there's a lot to list, honestly. And John is obviously one of them. He shows up to the bar and it's always a good time. You know. He comes in there, likes our food. and it brings you shots when you deliver. <laughs> <laughs> it brings me shots, and uh, I don't know when I will deliver again, but it'll definitely be a pleasure to deliver to, to John again. Yeah. Um, so, is there anything you want to pitch before we wrap it up? Do you want to tell them when you uh, work, where they can find you at the bar? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, uh, I work at Blackburst currently six days a week now. Uh, three of the days that I'm out on the show, meaning the floor. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm out there. You know, so you guys want to come by and say hi, I'll definitely be there. And uh, I also help out in the kitchen Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So if you guys want to come by, let me know that, 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 that you guys are there, and I'll definitely try to make your food as pretty as I could. But definitely come by and say hi. You know, um, I'm there. You know, and uh, my staff members are Marissa, Jackie, and Lena. They're awesome people to chat with. So if you guys want to come by, it's always a good time there. So come by, say hi, enjoy some wings, and I'll be there. And uh, yeah. Scarlet, he's, he's, he's a black person. Yeah, black person. Misconnection, Scarlet. Scarlet Johansson. Oh my God. I, I swear. I wish I would have given her a hug. I would have definitely proposed. But she came by with her, well, at the time, husband. So, But she came by a few times after that. I just didn't know about it because I wasn't working. But she, she's very, very quiet. She's very low, very, very like private. She didn't like to really talk. She just kind of wanted to be herself. That's why I didn't, I didn't go up and hug her, but you know, if I have, I wouldn't be having this interview right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tag every, every bar and every uh, person that's mentioned in the podcast, I usually tag So she will be getting tagged. Maybe she'll also be around. Yeah, I'll swing by. Yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson, thank, thank you for coming by at Croxley House and supporting us, uh, even though you will not remember me because I don't think we made eye contact, sure. but you are very, very beautiful. <laughs> Alright, uh, anything else then? We gotta do our bar We'll do that later. And then, uh, cool, my favorite thing to do now that we haven't missed is we're to Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being here. Very, very good time. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing your bar of the night. Can I get a drum? Can I get a. Oh, they turned the music up. Can I get a drum roll? I forgot to say this. I forgot to say this. Too. It comes to my mind now. Boom. All right. So tell us. What, so what, what are we talking about? Talk to about? us. Uh, yeah. we, we have an additional breaking news story. We're sitting here having beers. We did shots. We did shots. <laughs> and we continue to talk. And, you know, now things start to come to mind a little bit. Uh, there we go. All right. So, so what's another customer penalty? Like... The, when they stack their plates, like they, they think it's the right thing to do, and but they're actually making it worse for us when we have to clean up because um, it looks great on the table, but it doesn't look great when you have to carry it. So it's one of the biggest customer pet peeves that when they start stacking plates. So customers, you yeah. would prefer they just. I just rather them leave the plates there because I know how I'm gonna do it. I know exactly how I'm gonna stack it up because everyone handles plates differently so we're each going to figure out our groove when we're busting up. Okay. Wait, so okay, so you're not like opposed to stacking plates. You're opposed to customers doing the stack for you. Yeah, there we go. My mother is going to be so happy with you. I stack plates all the time and my mom No. Okay. No, it's just because I know exactly how I'm going to stack them up for me because I have to carry them. So, yeah. you know, when we use two hands, you kind of have, you kind of manage the weight. 
So when customers stack it up, it kind of makes it worse. Yeah. Okay. So that's not why I thought you were going to say that. But, okay. Wait. I know, I just because I have a really important thing I want to say and I don't want to forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, okay, because I, I stack plates too, so now I know not to do that. But what about, is there anything helpful that the table can do? Like, what about the silverware? Do you want to just keep it on the plate or do you want us to leave it um, on the table? It's kind of it's kind of the same thing because silverware is actually one of the things that falls off the plate the quickest. So if you're stacking up like five plates and Sometimes the silverware is so slippery, you know, the sauce on plates, it falls off so quickly, then you're like, fuck. Yeah. Now I have to run back and get the little silverware on a busy night. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so at least from my personal experience, I'd rather the customers just leave the things as they are, so I can know, I, I know how to stack them up and I know how I'm gonna manage it. Yeah. I mean, it is, but I do appreciate that customers think of the workers and they stack them up, but. Um, but don't do it. But I, yeah, yes, don't do it. See, I thought it was because of Blackbirds, you're also the dishwasher, you're yeah. not just the <laughs> And I always thought, or I just thought, that maybe it's kind of a pain in the ass people stack plates because now you gotta like really clean both sides of the plates. Um, well, you know, we have a really good dishwasher, so that doesn't mind. But also, the thing is that, like, also one of the things that I have seen many times is that people don't stack them up properly, they just shove them in the plate because the plate's big and they have little plates and they just shove them in there wherever it fits, and it just doesn't help. Yeah. So the best thing a customer can do is just finish eating and just leave everything leave as it. See, this is good stuff. This is but I would never, yeah. No, honestly, now yeah, just because that. like yeah. sometimes it just makes it, I mean, at least from my personal experience, maybe others work better with that, but I'd rather just me go to the table, stack them up knowing how I'm gonna, exactly how I'm going to do it, and then run back and do my dishwashing duties with them. Awesome. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the buyback, Follow us on Twitter at The Buyback, on Instagram at The Buyback Podcast, or email us at thebuybackpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. And I think that if you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do uh, to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time.